Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We made it to week 17. We even made it through the Thursday night football opener. The highest owned player in all of the best ball finals across the entire landscape did not play. We got multiple big games. We got the Super Bowl of the best ball finals coming on Saturday and tons more to sweat on Sunday. We're going to break it all down here. in The final regular season episode of legendary sickos get you all set for this weekend's best ball finals. And talk through some of our own personal sweats. Let's get into it. Three, two, one. All right, Pat, before we start to dig in to the goodness that was the Thursday night football game. What's going on with these Thursday night football games? Uh, I think it, it, is it Al Michaels that's on uh, Amazon. He said something about it too. He was insinuating about uh, sports betting, but you know, Steelers Patriots, which was like the grossest game ever popped off for fantasy last night. Browns jet the Joe Flacco versus Trevor Simeon pops off without Amari Cooper for fantasy. We've been having some fun Thursday night football games. So obviously, as you guys can tell, we're recording this on Friday after Thursday night football has has gone through and before we start to dig in to the best ball finals i'm very excited pat and i both have a couple of different teams that we're going to uh talk about and we're going to talk about kind of the ownership and everything that is set to play out this weekend i as we've discovered over the last six months or whatever i'm a terrible businessman when we do these shows i don't ever actually talk about you know some of the uh, business opportunities that uh we're presenting to you with this partnership of i don't know if these are business opportunities these uh well, kind of, I guess. I, uh, uh, we're helping you create uh, wealth. Is, a, that's, is generational wealth. Is this a timeshare? Are we selling a timeshare? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Pyramid scheme. Uh, when you go, when you go look at our, our tools, they're going to be pyramid shaped. Uh, moving, moving forward. But just quickly to get to get it out of the way, especially because uh, we're not going to talk about playoff best ball today, but it's particularly pertinent to to playoff best ball. Um, if you have not used Spike Week and the Spike Week tools. Uh, we have launched some cool new stuff that we'll we'll talk a little bit about, maybe show a little bit today for the regular season. But I actually just did a draft earlier today that we recorded as a part of our playoff best ball almanac on on Spike Week and used the draft hacker. And there was a couple of moments during the draft that it was really funny because it highlighted specifically the players who 
we like absolutely should have drafted and I didn't have to think it directed me in the right direction. And I was like, Oh yeah, boom. It, I think it was uh, like Isaiah Pacheco and Dallas Goddard. And it was like, these are the right guys for this team. It highlight, you know, it's flashing lights basically at you to take this guy, the tools, the draft hacker specifically for uh, playoff best ball is super duper valuable and it happens to go really well in hand with um, the dynamic rankings tool that Pat has put together over at legendary upside. They really do go really well hand in hand. And so the, uh, if you have our first time listener, if you are a legendary upside subscriber, right, you are subscribed to Pat's um, newsletter and tools and everything that legendary upside brings you are a lucky person who gets 40% off of a spike week subscription. We kind of partner together. Obviously we're creating these shows and everything, but the tools that we have, the content, and now some of the other advanced tools that Pat's bringing, it all just plays so well together that we wanted to bring people together that are using what Pat's doing um, and they can come and get a nice discount from the, the spike week stuff. So it's $40 a month for the uh, tools. You can get 40% off that. It's $300 annually. Again, of course, 40% off that. You get 40% off of any product. You want to buy the playoff best ball almanac? I know Pat's doing some awesome research and content around playoff best ball strategy. We are as well. Uh, that's what we recorded earlier today. That's just 20 bucks, but you can still get your 40% off of that. So, you know, 12 bucks for the playoff best ball almanac. Anything from Spike Week, use promo code leg up and you can get 40% off of that. And uh, so I just wanted to, to get that kind of out of the way because we're not going to talk the playoff best ball stuff, but uh, time is starting to wind down and we're getting closer to playoff season. And I know uh, there's some awesome stuff going on that you have over there. And I've been in particular putting uh, the tools to use and man, what, it's like when you draft from your phone and then you go back and you use the tools, you're like, God damn it. Why do I ever draft from my phone? This is just so helpful. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. Um, I, and I genuinely think it makes it more fun to use the tools in a way that like would not, if you haven't used the tools, then you may not assume that that would be the case, but it's like, there's all these factors in terms of how the bracket is playing out and sort of like, you're already making decisions. So the tools almost just there to be like, don't forget about this decision you made, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you, you, you've crafted a reality where this, this is kind of what you crafted. Remember you crafted this? And you're like, oh, I did craft that. Thanks, man. <laughs> so it's not like you're kind of just being reminded of what you, you've already decided. So I, I think they, they actually make things a little bit more fun and you feel a little less frazzled trying to kind of just Big time. keep track of all these things that you, you've created, you know? Yeah, that, that's the big thing is it's not, you know, you're not solving world hunger. It's not predicting the future for you. But exactly what you said is you go into the draft and you start to put a plan into motion. It's just keeping, you know, it's putting the bumpers up, right? While you're, while you're bowling, it's keeping you on track with the things that you set out to do with this, with this particular team. Uh, and playoff best ball specifically, that's like really important. Like in regular season it's best like ball game, <laughs> it is the whole game. In regular season best ball, like, there are picks who make more sense uh, on every single team for sure, based on who you've selected, but like, you know, okay. So you draft Brian Robinson on a, a team where, you know, maybe you didn't absolutely need a running back or you didn't have anything where there was correlation or whatever. It's fine. Like, you know, it's not the end of the world with playoff best ball. Just about every pick you, you make can ultimately sink you. It can make you, but it can really sink you if you screw it up, right? You don't have a Super Bowl matchup or you draft something that just doesn't make sense for the build you put together that the tools just really, really, really help. So I just wanted to shout those out really quickly before we start um, to dive into this. First thing, we're going to get this out of the way because we're not going to talk about it. 
Um, we'll talk about it in the offseason at some point, I'm sure. It is the funniest run out I can recall <laughs> any, any form of fantasy football content <laughs> in my entire career. <laughs> that one of the biggest things we discussed and disagreed upon in a world where we agree upon a, like a lot. We we a draft lot. similarly, we like almost all the same players. We draft like so a lot of times some of the debate is like it just comes up in conversation manufactured. The one thing we disagreed upon well, with Sam Howell. Go ahead. Well, I think some of some of the, the biggest disagreements are with the people that you agree with on almost everything because it's like, why don't you agree with me on this? Yeah. You, <laughs> like, we love 99% of the same players. What are you thinking? You don't make any yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, you're being yeah. an idiot right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Come so we over hundred percent. Why don't we have hundred <laughs> percent overlap? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So we disagreed for anyone that has, of course, listened. And if you haven't listened uh, over the course of the summer, our main disagreement was I was a big Sam Howell guy and uh, Pat was not so much Sam Howell guy. We actually agreed upon Washington, which is really funny. Um, we talked about that last episode, so I won't I won't dive into it. But the just the the it, I, I will never like get over these coincidences that happen. Like there's somebody up. I don't know, you know, if you believe in religion or whatever, or just fantasy gods, there's somebody up there pulling the strings to mess with us because <laughs> Sam Howell smashes for like 14 weeks. He's the QB seven in points per game. I, and I have draft- to take an L. I have and, to come on and take a public L. These smashes I get so to good. bring, <laughs> we take like a month off, two months off. I bring Pat on and I get to victory lap. My, you're an idiot. You should have come to my 100% side of things <laughs> about Sam Howell, obviously. And then the thing, <laughs> the thing that <laughs> had been cautioning and was concerned about him getting benched happens because Sam Howell turns into a freaking pumpkin <laughs> twice. Twice. He turns into a pumpkin. He forgot how to play football, gets benched for Jacoby Brissett, and then Jacoby Brissett is now named the starter for Week 17. To make things even more chaotic, yesterday in practice, (laughs) Jacoby Brissett's old ass pulled his hamstring. And he's listed questionable. So we actually don't even know who's <laughs> you going might get to get how after all might get how we were ping ponging back and forth between just utter nonsense. And so um, that doesn't really have a lot of relevancy to what we're going to talk about today. But it was oh, the funny, funny. It's the funniest run out that I've ever experienced in fantasy football. It's so funny. It's a much better version of the the Anthony Richardson thing. Right. And, if, and we weren't on opposing sides of this, but there was lots of people that were kind of big, big anti-Anthony Richardson. And I just feel like everyone just went back to their corner. Like if you were pro-Anthony Richardson, you were like, he was the uh, easily the best pick of the position. Yep. He was going to be like, you know, rivaling for the quarterback one. I got him in like the eighth and ninth round. Like that's an absolute smash. Sucks he got hurt. If you're anti-Anthony Richardson, you're like, he was insanely inaccurate, which he was. And he ran into like every defender he could find. And eventually... <laughs> Got including, his shoulder injuries, including the play he got hurt on. He tried to yeah. run the dude over at the goal line and right knocked himself out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he had yeah he got a concussion the a few weeks before when he I think probably could have done a better job protecting himself going to the end zone. Um, and yeah, so obviously this was always destined to end this way. I won't <laughs> touch him next year in next year's drafts. That was a bummer, right? That but you know that, there's nothing fun about that. But everyone just goes back to their own corners, and I think here. It's a similar thing where like how helps you get through and then like, yeah, he turned into a pumpkin, but like, you know, you know, maybe I still get him in week 17. So in some way the universe is telling me that I was right all along. Um, and for me, I'm like, 
he got benched in the exact week I was worried he would get benched in. So I don't know like how much more accurate it could have been. And yeah, sure, I didn't like he could have helped me advance some teams, but like this thing I was worried about happened. So everyone's just back to their their own corners. I don't think anyone's convinced. But a great, just such a f- awesome, <laughs> funny path to get there, right? Like so you said, good. we ultimately ended up the same way as like Dobbins is another guy I would think about where people are yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, like I thought Dobbins was amazing. If you thought Dobbins was an injury risk, you feel right. I feel vindicated based on watching the Ravens. And it is what yeah. it is. Nobody, we don't really uh, get to do anything fun with that. But the Howl one is just, <laughs> I mean, so that, absolutely. And Brissette looks like in the walkthrough, awesome. which not yet published, but it will be. Um, the the uh, the felt a little bit behind this week with uh playoff best ball stuff, but um, the 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 efficiency for Brissett has been silly high. In in some ways, it, it's funnier if he doesn't play this week because then he'll end the season with this tiny sample of like the best quarterback play in the league ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tight uh for anybody that doesn't know, <clears throat> I also do DFS work for Roto Grinders, our our sister uh sister company, Roto Grinders, uh for Daily Fantasy. And uh I, I do we do like expert surveys and tag people in our lineup optimizer and all of that. Hilariously, th- th- just to add on to this uh ridiculous story, we got to this week, week 17. I have currently tagged one quarterback for play on DraftKings as a quarterback that I love. It is Jacoby Brissett. That's the only <laughs> right now. I've made a dummy team for DraftKings. Jacoby Brissett is in it. Um, Please win the so Millie with Jacoby Brissett. Oh yeah, Let's do I, it. I don't give it. I don't give a shit what happens in best ball if I ship all the money on Sunday with uh, Jacoby Brissett and DFS. You know, we'll all, we can all win. We can all win. It's great. But just have to lead with that because I mean, what a hilarious, absolutely hilarious run out. Um, another hilarious run out happened last in last night's game the thursday night football game where i i don't like to win this way of course but i was saying yesterday frequently in uh the spike week discord how just i i don't want to live in a world where amari cooper is the highest owned player in the best ball finals going up against the jets one of the worst matchups you know for particularly boundary wide receivers and with Joe Flacco, who's 38 years old and was on his couch, you know, a month and a half ago, and Amari Cooper buries me on Thursday night football and doesn't give me fun for for the weekend, I would <clears throat> ideally prefer it not to be where he didn't play. I mean, that's I don't want anybody to ever have to lose um, that way. As someone who has Jalen Waddle on his two remaining teams, that's not the way you want to go down. But I, what an absurd. What an absurd week set, like start to week 17. You, of course, if you didn't have, even if you had Amari and you had other pieces of that game, you're probably feeling pretty good because Jerome Ford went nuts. Brees, which I know helped both of us uh, differently, but helped us uh, went went nuts. David Njoku looked like it was going to be, that's the thing. I was yeah, it was with. kind of looking like Coffins if you didn't have David Njoku. About but. eight minutes into the game, I was like, I can't watch this. I don't have any David Njoku. I, I can't watch my whole season end like this. Um, he, of course, had a, a very good game on DraftKings, but not anything spectacular on Underdog. Elijah Moore, similarly, like was okay, but not amazing. But just like a really fun kickoff to the week. But also, again, just like building on the chaos of the season. When Amari Cooper in the DraftKings Millie Maker final, 
is 55%. He's on 55% of teams. There's 1,300 teams in the final. He's on 55% of them, 43% in best ball mania. Just to lead off with, with him missing and that that game which looked gross on a short week actually popping off a little bit i felt like was a, a, a actually a pretty fun way to start even though it's chaotic and not fun for some people that really needed amari uh still a pretty fun way to kick off week 17 definitely interesting because i was thinking you know there's going to be some teams like i had a dk555 that didn't get in and it was close to getting in it needed a little more for my uke um it eventually needed a lot more for my uke because this guy had a pretty good team um, that, that tacked on some points from Saquon Barkley and stuff at the end. Um, but he he had Amari, and it's just like, all right, I need to kind of hit everything. But my team was like, I mean, kind of the, one of these Lions chalk teams with CD coming back on DK. Um, but, you know, it had a lot of really good scores and no massive, massive scores. And if you, not every team, this will be true, but if you have a, you know, a guy like Amari crushing in week 16 with such a massive score, he's going to propel teams that have some holes, you know, just yep. some of those teams will have holes. And so it's just kind of interesting um, what the field looks like now that he had, he wasn't able to play. Uh, some of those teams will be fine. And some of those teams will be in a really bad way. So it's kind of interesting um, for that reason, especially since, you know, Ford went off and and I would imagine Ford and Amari were, were somewhat paired. So, you know, like I don't have Ford in Best Ball Mania. There's probably Amari teams that have Ford and are feeling okay because you can replace – I mean, Amari wasn't going to go for like 50 again. And you could probably, you know, to get one, what, 23-point 20, score, 25-point score. Uh, I think Ford had 25 points. That's You feel good about that. If you say Amari or Ford is going to get you 25 points tonight, you would Absolutely. take that? Absolutely. I would take yeah. that. Yeah. So on in Best Ball Mania, Jerome. This Ford tool is teams, so cool, by the way. Fifty-seven percent of Jerome Ford teams had Amari Cooper. You know, so whatever. The, the, Jerome Ford is definitely frequently paired with Amari with Amari Cooper, and so, like you said, if you if you told me I'm going to get to Week 17, and one of Jerome Ford and Amari Cooper is going to get zero, but the other one's going to get 25 or whatever, like you said, I'd be like. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sign me up. And frankly, Jerome, you'd make that deal every, if you said, I have Goff and Gino. If you said one of them will get zero, one of them will get 25, I'd say yes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you got a running back. And because if everyone's getting 25, half your team's getting 25, you're, you're psyched. So, and, and Ford is only, uh, where the hell is he on on here? What am I? Let's do Jerome. There's too many Fords on here. Um, For some reason. Oh, here we go. And so Jerome Ford is only 7.6% owned in the final on underdog. And so, sure, you know, half of those, whatever that adds up to, right? Uh, to thir- we'll call it 30, um, just for easy math, right? So so 16 or 17 of those teams have Amari, but those 16 or 17 teams are like, yeah, I'll take the 7% dude with 20, with 25 at running as a cheap running back. So they got other elite guys to go around right that that theoretically can come because that's the other thing is like um we'll bounce around a little bit but the the amari thing for for my best ball mania team personally was similar to george pickens um i have more confidence in amari cooper you know having another good good game this week even in a tougher matchup just because of the browns and his just kind of his archetype but like george pickens got me here 
he has a much worse matchup this week against Seattle. I am not expecting anything from George Pickens, but get me there. And then let's ping pong it over to somebody else who theoretically is then going to be lower owned. Right. So like I have the two Seattle wide receivers as an example, DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's like Pickens got me here. Now let's pivot it over to Metcalf who is 5% or something on here. Uh, let me, yeah. 5.3%. It's like, okay. Yeah. That it, 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 you don't want it. You never want your guy to not play, of course, especially a very chalky guy, but it's kind of like, you'll take like, you'll honestly, you'll honestly take it. And you are probably like, I think what the, the dream probably was for these people was like when you have Ford and Amari that Ford's the one that pops off, maybe Amari scores a touchdown. So like, ah, you know, maybe he'll count for me, but I don't want the other Amari teams of which there are hundreds to like totally go nuts. They might have Njoku too, you know, they might have whatever. I don't want it to go so nuts um, that it totally buries me. So it's just the, the, chaos of week 17 like we couldn't even get to thursday night thursday night football we'll get to some of the guys that are missing and everything this week we couldn't even get to thursday night football without like a kind of insane outcome already already has happened sure. but also some, some some big scores that uh, a couple of which are going to be pretty tough to overcome yeah i think it's like a weird thing where you know if you told us hey man um Brees goes for 50 you want that i'd be like uh <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. <laughs> but if you were like, hey, Pat, you can you're getting 50. Where do you want to put it? I'd be like, uh, let me find the very lowest owned guy I can. If you have to, you know, for me, I, when I look at my team, I'm like, really hope Kyron Williams goes off. Because Kyron Williams is only like seven percent owned in BBM. Six point eight percent. Oh yeah, I got that one memorized. That was the first thing I went. I'm like, cause he's my guy. That's that's what I need. Me and you are on the same page. Yeah, it's Kyron. It's Kyron or bust for me to to yep. do damage this week. And you know that's it's realistic that he could have a really big game. So that's where you know that's where my eye is drawn. Um, you know, I've got Sean Tucker at one percent too, but that's not that's not going to do it. So <laughs> uh, you know, I, but you want I think that huge game. Who has the huge huge game to me? You know how I would how I would win would be Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett. Kyron Williams, um, though one of those guys. I've got, I've got like uh, Chalky Laporta and Ferguson. It's better for me if Ferguson is the one who goes yeah. up. But I'm like, give me a tight end score, please. I don't care. Mm-hmm. The Chalky, I do not care. If Laporta wants to go for for 25, then I would love. I, that's a great idea, actually. You should do that. Um, but like, I'm not interested, you know, in, in getting too worked up there. It's more about, you know, I think if if I get that low owned. Seattle stack to go off because I have Gino as well as Lockett and and the JSN. Um, even just a huge, huge score from Kyron would probably be like enough of a differentiator plus plus plenty of other things. But the Brees score is really nice because y- like you're just going to need scores like that. Yep. Um, and yeah, he's not going to be like the absolute key because there's so many Brees teams and it's not a completely unmatchable score. But he already kind of did his – he, like, held up his end this week, it feels like. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking um, before the show, like, kind of like what this week is all about in terms of the sweat. You know, we drafted all these teams all summer. They basically all go to shit. If you're lucky, you have a couple. If you're you know, if you're super lucky, you even when you draft as much as you and, you and I did. Like, I have two. You had 
four, three, four that made I have finals. five finals. Five, yeah. yeah. So like when you draft, one was the Pomeranian too. So I didn't tweet it, but I do have a fifth. He's a smart man. Um, <laughs> I, I I would have loved to seen the response to millionaire Pat Corain tweeting out his Palm two. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't final. tweet it. I did. I did tweet the Chow Chow. It had Anthony Richardson on it. You know that's fun. Yes. At least it's an interesting roster uh, yeah. to look at, but yeah, we have to. We do have to draw a line in terms of net worth and the tournaments that you're allowed uh, to tweet out. But nonetheless, I think the Pomeranian pays out okay. I think it's like 20k because it's a pretty big final. Okay. Okay. Well, so, you know, so I, I, you I know, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad. I, I can't keep track of all the little dogs ter- tournaments that are out there. <laughs> you know, Pomeranian, Chow Chow, Poodle. You know, whatever. There's so many of them. I honestly can't and not keep track, but you do all this right. And we, we talk about it during the summer and you know, you and I have said it a ton of times that like your, your, your entire year ends up coming down to one team. Like, yeah. you know, obviously for yeah. you last year, your entire year and your, your life, you know, changed on, on one individual. The only final I made last year. Yeah. You made one final, that team went nuts. One, um, you know, best ball mania and that major year, obviously made, like I said, made more than your year, but even for the people that don't like necessarily ship a tournament, it still all comes down to that. Whatever your best team is good or bad, right? Your best team could end up last in best ball mania. Congratulations. Here's your thousand bucks. If you maxed it, you lost money. You know, you lost money on the year, even though you made week 17 on the flip side, right? Depending upon how well you do is on that one team is the answer. But then we get to this point. And it's so funny, like trying to explain to somebody else or going through the mental gymnastics of figuring out what you need slash want, because it's absolutely what you said. You're going through, okay, who are my low owned guys, right? My leverage, my leverage spots. So like for me, again, of course, first thing I did, what's Kyron's ownership? What's Kyron's ownership? He's on both of my two teams. He projects as the second highest raw scoring running back behind Christian McCaffrey. And I got him in the last round. So clearly that's a huge, valuable piece to have. And like you said, you go to BBM, like, oh, baby, (laughs) sub 7%. Like, yeah, sign me up. I'm cool with this. Of course, we flip over the cards on Thursday. You have a better best ball. You have a better version of the Kyron team than than I have. So I'm rooting for second. I'm rooting for second. I've conceded. I've already conceded. But my DraftKings Millie team, I'm like real excited about. Um, yeah. It actually it actually has Howell, and I was rooting for him to sit, which is uh, ironic. But I had Brees. And I have Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams. And so it's like, and then I don't have Sam Laporta. So I'm going to be rooting against Sam Laporta, even though he's on my BBM team. I have George Kittle, right? So George Kittle is the tight end one. Those three running backs are, are Kittle's the Kittle's a high very player. fun piece to have this. Week. Exactly. And then uh, why I was rooting for Brissett is I'm like, if McCaffrey and Kittle are going to be the stones, I probably need Brissett to be the quarterback on the other side. Yeah. I also have Jahan Dotson. And so you start telling yourself this story, right? About like, do I think Jahan Dotson <laughs> is going to have if a you big game. Indeed, really, with Hal coming back. Oh, baby. Hal comes back, throws four tutties to John Dotson, and we bring home a million dollars. This will be the greatest show ever uh, next, <laughs> next season. But you start mapping it out, right? And like like I was saying, with Best Ball Mania, I'm still going to root for my team, and I do have some crossover, of course, Kyron, right. uh, on, on both teams. But you start to map out what you need, and then like Thursday night plays out, and you're like, Shit, you know, like my BBM team, no Brees, no Ford, and Joku's not a big deal, but you know, um, I don't have CD Lamb. I have Amon Ra and Laporta, but not CD Lamb, you know. And you, you just start to look at other people's teams and you have a little bit worse version of them. That could work out for you, though. Like CD Lamb was a first round pick, like it's not, 
Like it's I have waddle. It doesn't though. feel good now. Yeah, you have yeah. Waddle. So I probably need Metcalf. Metcalf would be my best chance to beat right, right um um C D right. Lamb. But what I thought was most interesting that I kind of want to uh see what you're how you're thinking about it right now is really there were there's two types of teams in these finals. There is the CMC teams, which maybe somebody snuck another guy through that went around, right? You just so happened. There's like, I'm like Tyree kills 2% in the BBM finals, right? Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler's mm-hmm. 1%. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson's 1%. So there's a couple, a handful of all those teams, but Christian yeah, McCaffrey's almost got a Jefferson team through, was, which would be so been. fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Christian McCaffrey's 42%, right? And then you flip to the one, two turn where CD Lamb's 34% and Amon Ross 35%. So basically it's, those two versus CMC. You can't have both. Mm-hmm. So one of the builds is going to play out. I have the Amon Ra version, a worse version of the Amon Ra on in BBM. You have that in BBM as well, but you have the Amon Ra CD pairing. And then on DraftKings, I have the Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey version. And it's basically like this. You don't know how to feel because you can tell yourself like, oh my God, yes, I want Christian McCaffrey on that team. But if you have Christian McCaffrey, you don't have CD Lamb and Amon Ra St. Brown on Saturday, which looks really darn good you might not have laporta or whatever and so i just found this year it's been more individual players and not the first rounders that really dictated everything up until this point right remember and like fifth sixth round mark andrews smashes fifth round cooper cup smashes whatever you know jalen hurts was a seventh round pick and smashes that stuff had dictated it before this year it's been so heavily there is of course some downstream stuff but it's like do you have the McCaffrey team or do you have the one, two turn team? And that dictates like the yeah. rest of your roster too. Yeah. I know it, it is crazy. If you go back and look at these boards too, like which I've done for my BBM team, I, I went back and cause I have Keenan, you know, and that's a, that's a bummer. And I, I like Debo. I took a lot of Debo. Um, and, you know, I was generally kind of uh, like fading the, what well, I didn't, Who's oh yeah, well Mari. Mari's the guy that I wouldn't have been considering in the third round there. So I would have been going Debo or Keenan. Amari actually had already gone um in that draft. And then uh Debo went the pick before. So Keenan there, I'm like, there's no I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't I probably like take Keenan there now <laughs> just to get <laughs> just to get the team, make sure the team gets through. I took Brees in the fourth. This was pretty late. This was uh I think probably Brees was probably going more like the late fourth at this point, but um, not when I was in the draft. And uh, <laughs> and so because this was a, I'm not sure of the date, but Cooper Cup went in the late second. Um, uh, so definitely, yeah, for sure, August September, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you can go back and look at stuff, and and you can kind of, it's just sort of interesting to see like you know how all these decisions kind of kind of went and what like some random person in the draft doing forces you to do. And, you know, this is a team that had Michael Pittman doesn't have Anthony Richardson. I probably set that up. I was probably hoping Anthony Richardson would come back to me. You know, I, this happened with my team that won. I like know for a fact, I would have taken Trey Lance had he come back to me in that draft. (laughs) He didn't, he got sniped from me, you know? Um, And so sometimes like those snipes actually like save you. (laughs) And so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like if you put me back in, in that, that night and Anthony Richardson falls, I'm doing cartwheels to get him with Pittman um, yep. at a really nice price on both. I think I have Pittman in the early eighth and then I, and then we get like Richardson wow. late ninth. We're like, hell yeah, dude. So, you know, it's just funny how like 
all this comes together and then yeah we, we ultimately like you're like oh do i wish mccaffrey's on this team or do i wish it's like well you have no control though <laughs> like last night i was watching some of this free stuff and look i mean th- this is fun and i think it's fun it's 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 fun to to root for the teams and i that's a big part of it for me why i do this but like i will say like when everything kind of ratchets up at this point and now there's like you're like literally one of 441 people who have a shot at $3 million in this tournament, you can start to can start to weigh on you a little. <laughs> I, I was watching the the Thursday night game from the, on the ship cast and, you know, Brees gets a handoff and I just like kind of got the heart in the throat. Like, okay, like, come on, man. But like the thought crossed my mind, like you're watching this on your phone. You know, your internet's not amazing. And like, just like with the with like the time it takes for like this image to get to you and then your brain is like this is like already happened like whatever you're hoping for like this the is next just, play the next this play is something that's happened <laughs> so is, yeah it, it really it really is great but just while i'm thinking about it what you said it's funny because like you said thinking through you know we try to control everything during the draft summer you know we want to go um exploit some edge that we think exists or whatever and like you said at the end of the day the drafts is a is a peer-to-peer competition against 11 other people and they all have their own ideas on what they want to do in that draft as well and sometimes those things conflict my best ball mania team is uh it's eerily our teams are eerily similar uh mine is like mega 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 zero rb antonio gibson was my first running back selected so kind of swap Brees and uh, another wide receiver versus a later running back for me, but it's really kind of the very similar. It was basically, I took Lamar as opposed to an early running back. You took an early running back and then um, another later wide receiver. But point being uh, my team also has the Seattle uh, double it's Metcalf and JSN as opposed to Lockett and and JSN. But like you, I guarantee I, I really liked Seattle this year, which is, not been very good, but um, at least they stayed healthy. Hey, we're here, yes. man. We're yeah, here. We made it's, it. it's not good until it, until it yeah. is, you know. Exactly. Exactly. George Pickens was a total epic disaster, and he got me here. Right. So, what, what, you know, what what can we do? But I guarantee, even with Lamar, after having set up the Seattle double, once we got to the tenth or eleventh round, I probably star. You know, I starred Gino and was ready to take him as my as my other quarterback. Like I had, I already had, the, I had both of them. Plus George, you know, George Pickens bring back in, in week 17. I had Lamar with Zay. I had Waddle, you know, I had everything kind of structured how I wanted to be. I'm sure that like Antonio Gibson wasn't that big of a priority. I, I needed to take him over Geno Smith. I'm sure that I wanted Geno Smith and somebody else took him, right? The locket team took him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what do you do? Just keep moving, dude. Keep trucking. We take, you know, we take Antonio Gibson. The next thing, Kenny Pickett is my quarterback too. He's been completely and utterly useless. I don't think I used to score, you know, all year and he's not playing now in the, in the fantasy championships, but the, the downstream impacts of every Rob and I were talking about this, this butterfly effect of every draft you forget. Once we reach this point, you're just like, Oh yeah, I drafted this team. I like those guys or, or I see why I did that or whatever, but you forget that like, well, yeah, a lot of the times you didn't get every single player you wanted on, on that team. And you might've taken guys you don't necessarily love, but the butterfly effect of it all ends up landing you here. And so I, I try do try to like keep reminding myself of that is like when I'm 
like I said, I, I'm not very uh, hopeful. I am hopeful for my DK team. I'm not very hopeful for my uh, BBM team, but it's like it, it got you here. You sure as shit did not predict 36 George Pickens points last, last week. So why can't JSN score 25, right? Why can't Tyler Lockett score 25? this week i like why not why can't they um yeah. and who knows that, right amari scored 50 last week and then missed the chaos it never stops so I, like i do try to remind myself of that it is funny that this i mean you know the the whole pod luck thing is a different conversation but <laughs> it is funny like you know because there's you know kind of the everything is a conspiracy until it's proven not to be and then don't don't you don't need, don't don't bring up. I said that because I move on to the next thing that's a conspiracy. Um, but you know the uh, the idea of like yeah, underdog made sure to put like all the teams I didn't want to advance with Amari Cooper. That's how they did it. They knew like they they knew how to do that because that's that that's what everyone thought was going to happen. You know, it's like uh, it's crazy. Like the the th- the things that we think are impossible or very very unlikely to happen and then you immediately flip the brain like immediately flips to like yeah obviously Amari scored 50 did you not see that you didn't know that like y- he scored 50 he's the guy you need like it's it goes from why would i oh amari god with flacco no thanks this this game's going to be a dud i've no interest and then boom <laughs> you know that's the best the best fourth round pick is now Amari Cooper, like even still, like I think yeah. even him not Correct. playing, he was still probably the best like three, four round t- pick, especially if you paired him with Brees, right? That, that's like kind right. of the, the top combo right. now. Brees, Brees tops him now, but you could have got him together. But you could have got them both. Yeah, and you just pair them together and they get the week 17 correlation angle and people did do that. So it's just like it went from being this kind of like, yeah, you'd so much rather have Debo to like, actually, you'd just rather take the advance rate with yeah. Amari in week 16 now. Get your chip. Get your chip. Um, and it took one game. On. It took one game. So that you know, in the same way that there are now the odds that they're the guys you and I are like, please let it be JSN. You know, <laughs> probably it probably won't be, but um, there are those guys. Like there just are in the player pool, and so it's 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 just a fun. It's fun to dream on your teams right now because you're like, maybe I'm sitting on the guy. Maybe I'm sitting on this week some more. And. The, the thing that we were talking about before was you, you, everybody starts to do those mental, like that is, and I tell people this all the time is like, I think everybody handles these situations differently, but like take a step back and think about this silly game that we play best ball, right? The contests open in late April. We draft them from late April to September. And we do all these different strategic things. We spend hours and hours and hours drafting. We spend hours consuming content or researching or whatever. And then like you get to this point, if you really enjoy it, it's like, let your, like, let your brain go to that. Right. Like you said, like, what if this is the JSN week, right? What if this is whatever, what if this is the Amari Cooper week, whatever, because the whole like point of this is to enjoy it. Like there are people that are like, I'm just going to delete my, delete my app and like show up on Monday or whatever. I'm like, I mean, do whatever you, whatever makes you happy, but like, don't spend like you spend hundreds of hours drafting these teams and caring about this all summer. Like enjoy the fruits of the labor. Like I'm sitting here right now, just like I'm sure you're doing with your best ball mania team thinking about like, 
oh baby, like we got that brief start. I only need this. And it is, that's what we were talking about before we went live. It is absurd. You tell yourselves these absurd things. Like I literally the other day was like, please God, let Jacoby Brissett play because Jahan Dotson is my bring back to Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Right. And I spent all summer convincing everybody love, to draft. To draft. <laughs> right. I spent, all, <laughs> I spent all summer telling people to draft Sam Howell. <laughs> who's, who's, who's on the team. Sam Howell is on the team and I'm and I'm praying for this Jacoby Brissett, which goes against my brand. This it goes has to be because I took BL, right? This feels, 100%. I mean, I know it's just that we have no control over any of this, but this feels like I must have had some control over it. If you would have never admitted to it, Howell would be playing right now. He'd get benched again at halftime and it would all be over. But it, because this is all played out, this stupid story I'm telling myself, which sounds absurd, but also like you start to think about it and you're like, there are paths to this thing happening, right? Like your team, you have, you have Brees and you have Kyron. You're like, okay, just get my note. I got the Brees game. Now I just need the Kyron game. I have Which to, has to be even bigger. Like I need, yeah, I need a. Kyrie we need the game. thirty plus, right? Right. Yeah. We need the. We need him to separate, especially at his yeah, ownership. He right? separate, he's yeah. he's fifteen percent on DraftKings. He's you know sub seven percent on underdog. You need him to be you know up. He, I don't know if he can match McCaffrey, but you know what I mean. He needs to have a bit the big yeah. game, and then <laughs> that's what we were saying for. And then so I only need Kyron Williams to score forty fantasy mm-hmm. points. No big deal. And <laughs> yeah. and then. The 49ers need to go hang 50. You know, this is me speaking. Right. And then the 49ers need to go hang 50. But it can't be to Debo, right? De- 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 not, <laughs> no Debo. It's got to yeah. be CMC and Kittle. And then they're behind by so much that Jacoby Bursett, with a bad <laughs> hamstring, <laughs> throws two touchdowns to Jahan Dotson, who, by the way, has scored like three touchdowns all season. And he doesn't have a connection with and and, <laughs> and uh, I literally wrote this in uh, then Rotor Grinders thing today. You want to talk about just give it up. The people are probably just like, buddy, give it up with the Washington <laughs> shit. But I I used the Jacoby Brissett efficiency stuff that you were talking about. Like if yeah. we extrapolate, I did the bullshit. If we extrapolate it, if we extrapolate <laughs> in in just over a half, Jacoby Brissett has done blah 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 whatever. And then I did the. And Jacoby Brissett threw 13 passes last week, and four of them went to Jahan Dotson, including an end zone target. Let's extrapolate that over a whole game. <laughs> what does that look like? You know, but like that's where your mind goes. And like it sounds stupid, but that's also like the fun. Then you get to Sunday. Go yeah. go enjoy that that sweat. We're all gonna root for it, right? And see what happens. And then, you know, maybe you'll be rich, maybe you won't, you know. Only Pat and a few other people have got to experience that. But that's like that's I'm legitimately legitimately excited. And you know, if I didn't have Brees, I probably wouldn't be as much. Um, but if I, like if I had, you have a team with Brees and Ford. There are other people out there with Brees and Ford. In a, in a yeah, in an eight seat final, I have Brees and Ford. And yeah, which is and JT. Which so I'm is like, one more score, baby. Yeah, you only need one <laughs> score. You're probably not even running back. And sniff. then I need. Yeah, so you're not even gonna sniff JT. Like JT's just chilling on the bench watching. Yeah, the, JT. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll see you know it's it's nice to have the out uh but um but yeah with McCaffrey there you feel pretty good about getting two running back scores in already um Um, what what I wanted to ask you uh just to kind of piggyback on some of this what are some of the things that while we're going through this these stupid mental gymnastics was there anything that like stuck out to you as like okay some of the things we we did uh, it, it could go right right or wrong or good or bad the things that like we talked about over the summer, the things that you did over the summer and you get to this point and you're like, that's why I did that. 
right? Or yeah, shit, one has jumped or, out in a big way. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say just on the sweating thing, like, um, I just in case people are, are curious, I was like watching Red Zone and stuff, and and you know when when I uh, on the Week 17 Sunday last year, and Eckler's running for for long touchdowns, and then I streamed the the late window, which was brutal because everything got like all the stuff I needed stopped happening as soon as we went on stream. And I was just like, <laughs> and the De- Devonte Adams teams were catching me and everything. And then I didn't watch the, the Ravens Steelers game Sunday night. I just didn't watch any of it. And I had a couple of teams behind me that had Isaiah likely if he scores another, t- he's caught a touchdown right away. Um, and if he caught another oh, I touchdown, that. I would have, I would have gone to second. Um, and so there's like, and at the end, I think, I think Pickett was, you know, they were about to, he ended up throwing a touchdown and if the touchdown, I think had gone to Pickens, um, or Deontay Johnson, or, or maybe it was, it was, maybe it was Pickens and Fryermuth. either one I would have gotten past and it went to Najee. So Najee (laughs) saved me there. Shout out Um, Najee. Yeah. Uh, shout out Najee for the first time in my life. Uh, (laughs) Um, but that was so like, I just didn't, but I didn't that I saw that on the box score. You know, I was, I was doing the Sunday night recap pod that we, that I was doing for Roto world at the time. And I was just like, I'm not like, I kind of have to do this other thing, but I just like, I don't want to this. It's like the Ravens Steelers, like late December game. Like, good God, that's, I can't, I can't sweat that. So I just did not And then you know, was gonna was gonna be sweating the whole Monday night game live on air. So it was like the there's a few, you know, I feel like I've done all of the the sweat types. They're all they're all valid. You you do you. Yeah, super um, quick before you give your um kind of kind of takeaway. My it, so I did not win, <clears throat> but a similar experience to me when I didn't hold was oh god, this is maybe four years ago, four or five years ago, within the last uh, however many years. Um, I play a lot of DFS. I've been lucky enough to, to make it to a bunch of live finals. That's something that I enjoy kind of chasing the live finals. And I've been, um, fairly successful in the qualifiers. And this was the DraftKings NFL live final in Miami. Like I said, four or five years ago, something like that. And, uh, I, uh, stat, the only guys I had were in the early window and there, this was, so this might've been more than five years ago because I'm remembering, um, remember Jalen Samuels when he was on the Steelers. Yeah. This was a time when um, Le'Veon Bell was out and uh, Jalen Samuels was, you know, 4K or whatever the cheap uh, got cheap chalk du jour. And I faded him like I faded him. And I I was so after the early window, I was in first. My wife didn't come down to like the second half to start watching because she hates to she doesn't want to know. Like She she doesn't want to know. And if you're if you've ever been to a live final, you know, they got leaderboards everywhere that are updating in real time. So there's no way to avoid knowing how you're doing. Uh, My defense got a pick six on the opening, like the opening, like drive, play, whatever, like everything went just about perfect, um, but just didn't get quite enough. And so I pretty much was for sure going to fall several spots. But we're in Mm -hmm. Miami. And instead of hanging out, you know, in all inclusive, great food and everything that they have there, we were like, let's just like go to the beach. <laughs> like, let, let's just go walk down to the beach. We went down to the beach. We end up like shooting the shit, having a drink with some random locals. And they're, you know, they're what do you like? So what are you doing here? I'm like, well, that's a long, like, that's a long story. How do I explain? I'm currently winning $2 million um, in a fantasy football contest, but I don't want to watch me. I don't want to watch my, 
you know, my money go down. So we're out here to drink, you know, we're out here having a, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Red Bull vodka with you, buddy, on that random, <laughs> r- random dude on the beach in Miami. We're going to hang out with you. But so, like you said, it, it's all it's all totally viable. But um, I think it's it's like the fun, but the fun, like the fun of it, like I watched all my players. Yeah. And then once it got to the point where it was not going to be good for my mental health to yeah, stay do it feels in fun. there. Yeah, exactly. And that 100%. might change over time. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. What? So what I, the one thing that I feel really good about is, and we kind of talked about the, the rookies. So the thing I don't feel as good about, and we talked about this last time was like, um, you know, second year breakouts versus rookies. I, I want to like bring those rookies up even more. Am I, in, in my late round strategy specifically to really try to attack these uh, week 15, 16, 17 weeks that are just, you know, we just see how crazy, crazy important they are. And so many people, um, you know, that, that we really respect in the space got a ton of teams through to the semis and like you could, you know, it would be kind of interesting to actually look at like how many teams were in the semis versus like, and then like what, um, the advance rate would have had to be for for like cumulatively like that number of uh, that oh, okay. that average team to the to the semifinals. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, with the point being there that like I think that there are some levers we can pull, you know, and they're going to be volatile levers, but there there are levers that we can pull to help get us through the pods. Um, and it's a random, it's a random experience, and it can be a very frustrating experience. But I do think there's things we can do to help us actually advance through week 15 and 16 and get to the final and show up with guys that we're excited about. And the poster boy for that has to be Kyron Williams. Um, I think you know Puka Nakua would be the other poster boy, but he fits more with the the rookies over sophomores type thing. But Kyron is is a guy that um, it's sort of a, a thing I talked about early in the summer of um, when I'm looking at running backs, I, I'm going to try to to take less of the random dart throw running backs early in the summer because I want to, I basically was, I was going to be looking more for some of the rookies like Josh Downs, who I was a bit more into. I mixed in some Tank Dell, whiffed on Puka, that one hurts. Um, but the other guys that I was looking at was like Darius Slayton types. Like dudes who I felt like were going to run routes and you know could kind of get there on a play and you know it's funny that he actually he did. got some teams through <laughs> yeah so yeah. he's he I think he was a viable way to play this now after this year I feel like that archetype the Zay Jones Darius Slayton archetype is probably the weakest of these but I think that if you're gonna do the Zay Jones from 2022 Darius Slayton this year which it it felt really gross, but it worked. And it, you know, he, he was running because here's the thing. He was running a bunch of routes at the end of the year and he can make some big plays and that, and if he does it, yeah, then boom, it's huge. It's so huge to get, to get even like one long touchdown in these weeks. Like, you know, cause you're going to have a bunch of guys who are, who are scoring well to put you in contention, but then to boom, you get like an extra Mm -hmm. double digit score hitting your lineup. It's really important. But I wanted to be taking those guys more in the early summer. And then in the late summer, I wanted to flip it and start really attacking the late-round running backs because I was going to have more certainty on who they were. And I was going to be putting myself in a situation where if I was right, 
not only was I getting uh, some some points that you know are really important for that lineup, but I was going to show up to pods where that guy, even if he had a really good year, was probably not all that high owned because he wouldn't have been drafted early in the summer because people didn't know he was that right guy. And it's not just that like with Kyron Williams, people weren't, it wasn't so much that they didn't think he was the number two in, in LA. It was just that they didn't really care and they weren't <laughs> sure like, what's the, why would I take Kyron over any of these other random number twos? Like what's the yeah. difference? Right. Malik and Davis. <laughs> Malik Davis. Exactly. And so, but it became clear by the end of the summer that there was quite a big difference. And I think everyone felt that way at the very end, you know, that yep. it was pretty clear to everyone that Kyron was, but I think the thing to, so it's not so much spotting Kyron as when you've spotted a Kyron, you hammer it. And, uh, and I think I've, I've talked about how I wish I hammered it more, but that's more of a Kyron specific thing. I think like, I, I think I did do a, a decent job of shifting my approach from early summer to late summer where I was like, I don't have much Ty Chandler, but I did take Ty Chandler some at the very end when I was like, okay, but he is the number two. I do feel confident about that. I didn't take yep. Zamir White much. I took him a little bit at the end, you know, where I'm like, I don't feel like wasting a spot on Zamir White who like didn't get any run as a rookie when I'm not even 100% sure he's the number two. But if I know that, okay, he is looking pretty clearly like the number two there, then, you know, now is the time to actually leverage that information where, you know, uh, it wouldn't be White so much, but like, uh, you know, like the Bengals situation kind of ended up being wrong there, but like, yeah. you know, it was like, okay, it now it was Travion. It actually became Travion. It became Travion. Yeah. Which I never really took that much of Travion because I felt like we were never that sure. But actually, I, Kyron again is probably the best example here where it's like, not only are you getting Kyron, but you're probably going to find your, you're just as likely to find yourself with like a Zach Evans team uh, going against you as a, uh, as a Kyron Williams team in like a week 15 pod. So to, to flip over the cards and actually see that Kyron is 7% in the best Wellmania final, I think is very clearly because he wasn't drafted a bunch in early drafts, you know, it has nothing to do with how he was, he had a great season. He was pretty good in the playoffs. Like it's just cause he was, wasn't drafted a lot. I think the power of those late round running backs in the late months, August and September, really underlined this year in part because we had a Kyron, but, but Ty Chandler, you know, was basically nothing. And then he's so powerful in getting you through week 15 um, and, you know, could be powerful in week 17 too. We'll see Jerome Ford, who was one of the clearest, this yep. guy's definitely the number two guys that we had all summer and his price never rose. I got him in the 18th round of this, this bulldog too, that I'm talking about. I got him with my last pick and his value actually fell a little bit at the end because he was like a little banged up, but that wasn't mm. the, the who cares if he's a little banged up? He's the number two. You know, it's not <laughs> – this value is at the end of the season. So it was a little silly. Anyway, I think that that part – that that I want to lean into it because I feel even more confident that it's a really good strategy. But we talk a lot about super teams in the early months. And you can build super teams in the early months. That's one of the reasons to draft in the early months of Best Ball Mania. But you can also build kind of a different type of super team if you attack these players that the field, the early field was getting wrong. So any backfields where we've actually had a shift and it's like, actually it's not Zach Evans, it's Kyron. Then like we hammer Kyron. Right. And it's not because Kyron turns into like a 20 points per game 
superstar. I mean, that was super unlikely. It's because it's more like, well, what if he gets us a Jerome Ford type spike week in the in the fantasy playoffs? Uh, you absolutely nailed it, and I'm sure people that listen, you know, subscribe to the Spike Week YouTube are <clears throat> are certainly sick of listening to me and Rob uh, talk ab- about Kyron. But it, like you've said it a couple different times, it's actually not about Kyron. Like the the outcome is amazing. It's everything you could possibly dream of when you draft a player like him. But it's entirely about the process that you completely just outlined in that that was I made lots of mistakes this summer. I have tons of things I wish I I changed. But when you capitalize on advantageous situations, Kyron being, in my opinion, even more so than Puka, and I'm not trying to throw shade at Puka. I mean, I I wish he was on all my teams too. But when you capitalize on something and you get the ceiling outcome, you do need to use it as kind of that example of here's what can happen, right? All the people that were taking four and five tight ends because the tight ends were the safe picks back there were foregoing this kind of tournament winning, right? Ty Chandler could be that example. Zamir White could be that doesn't look like Josh Jacobs is going to play. You know, that could be that example as well for certainty and safety. And as you outlined, there might be a time for that, right? Like you said, in May or whatever, when we don't really know, like a Kyron ended up it somehow became one of my highest owned players. Even though I only drafted 13% of Kyron on underdog. Uh, I just so had happened to, I was mostly drafting underdog early in the summer. And then I really hammered DraftKings and drafters at the end where he was my highest owned player. And like I said, it feels great when that hits, like it look, you, you look smarter, right? It's fun to victory lap that, but it's actually not about the result for Kyron. It's about the process that you, you just outlined. And I would add to it, you, you kind of insinuated it, but a big reason <clears throat> as to why I thought we, we just have to take him in like every draft is because we talk about that, like uniqueness lever, you know, and people hate that. Right. And I get it. Cause it's a kind of an abstract idea. And 99% of the times it, it's absolutely useless, but you see again, everything that you outlined being true about Kyron, but also the uniqueness angle where he was drafted. We have the data hacker sent it to me the other, the other day in 20% of best ball mania drafts. Kyron Williams was only 20% of the drafts even had Kyron Williams. So he's so lowly drafted that no matter what he, I mean, he would, if he did what Christian McCaffrey's doing, it's something different, but almost no matter what he does, he can't be so overrepresented in the fantasy playoffs. And then if you get the run out, like we just got, he missed some time during the season and in the fantasy playoffs, he's been good, but not like legendary. You show up to the best ball mania finals with 6% owned Kyron Williams who projects for the second most like this. I'm not making that up. He projects for the second most raw point of any running back that's playing this week. Now I know he's going to have to beat Brees and Jerome Jerome Ford and he's probably not anymore, but yeah, he he projects well. He projects awesome. And to have that piece that is only 6%, despite the fact that he was a stone cold league winner, is so powerful. And so we we get really bogged down in the player takes and even you know the strategy takes and all that kind of stuff. But like you said, if we can combine that element of properly handling our drafts at 
based on the timing of the summer and most importantly, the information that we have. But then once we gather the information and you look at what's happened over the course of the whole summer, right? Because the contests are 50%, 75%, 90% full by the time we've actually gathered that information, whatever drafts you have left at that point, the edges aren't just in individual player takes. I didn't fucking know that Kyron Williams was going to be this dude. Nobody, Sean McVay no didn't know. Did. Sean, yeah, Mc, no Sean McVay yeah. loves the shit out of Kyron Williams. That's why Cam Akers is gone. But I'm not sure he knew that this. I mean, this dude is good. Like he's legit. Like yeah. you, yeah. you want to like you want to. I know ball. I know ball. And Kyron Williams can fucking ball. Like I know he runs a four seven forty, but he's good at everything else. Like he's really really good. We didn't we didn't see that coming, and I liked him. I have a every every few days now, but occasionally I have a Kyron Williams. I liked you know me. I like some college football. I like to get into some of that. I have a Kyron Williams thread from when he came out of Notre Dame that was like I think he's a. I was taking him in like the twelfth round of big board drafts. I liked watching him. Yeah, I I took him in some. I probably have him on like some old dynasty best ball type things nope. where like you know they're like deep enough. You're like I'll keep him around. Yeah, but exactly. like yeah just from when he came out because he was interesting he was very productive and i kind of like the way he run you know he kind of had like a he, he, he was like one of these dudes with like real big butt and like he was like he kind of got up to speed quick and you're like oh this you kind of like almost like um like a zach stacy you know that's a, good, that's a great yeah that kind of you know like this guy's also hey, a ram former ram. also a ram yeah Maybe that's why I came to mind, but he's like, you know, kind of got little, little squatter, you know, a little shorter guy, mm-hmm. but he's not, and not definitely did not have the top end speed. You could see that even in at Notre Dame, he didn't have a top end speed. But no, he had a, like a 90 yard touchdown run that you're just watching it. And you're like, are you going to get to the end zone? Like, I, I forget who, who they were playing, but it was a sick run. He like, you know, made a bunch of dudes miss reverse fields, went down the sideline, but you're just yeah. like, I think that's a D end that's going to catch you, buddy. Like you, you yeah, got to yeah. start running. He doesn't have that, but it's another thing as to why you just, everybody wants to make things binary. And why I like this specific example is because it's not about the talent eval only about Kyron, which talent eval is very important, right? Why, why was Brees such a home run is because you and others have evaluated. He's just really freaking good at the game and talent can win out. Right. And because he had a clean ACL tear, which a lot of the 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 doctors, you know, Jeff Mueller, uh, uh, or is it Mueller? I apologize. Um, Edwin Porras, they they both and, and several others were like begging people to listen to that this was a, that this was different than the Javante injury, that it was a clean ACL tear, that you know his his timeline for get back to one hundred percent was fairly early in the season, week five or week six. Um, I don't know. They, this it was it wasn't just a tel- talent evaluation. I think I like I was we were we were lucky to have experts in the space who were pointing us in the right direction on this. Good 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 point. And it was a situational thing with Brees. It never made his price never made sense. But I don't want to make we talk. <laughs> I'm sure they've listened to you talk about Brees. I'm sure you fought the Brees wars. Uh, no one's heard uh, me talk uh, about Brees. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Just like no one's <laughs> heard me talk about Kyron um, or Sam Howell. But it, it's like such a perfect encapsulation of you outlined a bunch of different things that were like, here's X, Y, Z, how we got to this, this player. And you also need to remember not to get stuck in your ways from early in the summer. That was like in, in May, yeah. Yeah. We talked about that over the course of the summer too. It was like, look, it is okay to have drafted. I did this in a, a failed example of kind of the Kyron thing that uh, I'll 
touch on quickly. I believe, you, you know, obviously, I believe Washington was a big edge. Obviously, Howell, but the whole, I mean, I have... I have John Dotson in the final. Why? Because I drafted a shitload. Yeah. Of There's only one way to get John Dotson in the final. <laughs> yeah. And to draft him a it's lot. Just being on a lot of your teams. Yeah. It's not because, <laughs> it's not because he's any good. But <laughs> I was overweight. I'm, I would almost guarantee I'm the only person in the entire fucking best ball space that was overweight, both Logan Thomas and Cole Turner. Right. Mm. Because I, I, I believed. Because there's a right answer here. I believe I, I believe a Washington tight end should not yeah. be going undrafted. Who and whoever it is is going to be the man that he's going to run the routes. I don't really know who it is. Early in the summer, I believed it was Logan Thomas. That ended up kind of you know being correct. He still kind of sucked, but it, whatever. He it, last round pick, he was fine. I pivoted. Logan got banked up in the summer, and I start to think about it. And you're like, second, you know. In the, the, fucking stupid second year second year player Cole turner uh second year player talented receiver kind of intriguing prospect profile big fast he was basically a receiver in college eric b is there now he's getting the run with the ones in camp with logan out and you're like maybe this guy's the guy and so similar to kyron this is what cole turner is on for full disclosure he's on my best ball mania finals team cole turner is but so uh, there's three other what what psychopaths out there were also drafting Cole Turner and got him to the finals because there's three more teams besides me that have Cole <laughs> Turner on him and I was like let me at least be the only one if Cole Turner scores two touchdowns I mean he's not even going to be active but like if something were to happen let me at That's least take weird. this victory lap and three other assholes out there have Cole, have Cole Turner but Cole Turner actually to me was another thing that I was willing like Kyron, I wasn't taking Kyron in May because I didn't really know. I didn't have the information. But then we got to August and September, and I was like, shit, dude, I think Cole Turner might be the starting tight end for Washington. And I obviously love Washington, so I should in probably invest in a tight end who was never drafted all summer and has upside of, you know, real upside as the tight end in this new fun offense, blah, blah, blah. So I started to press that and to get overweight on Cole Turner. He obviously failed spectacularly but i still feel good about that process because it's kind of like we talked about or you've said i love this phrase that you use the that adam thielen was the tax we pay we, we pay for mm -hmm. the way that we play this game like cole turner was one of the taxes i paid because of the way i play this but it got me kyron so nothing else matters. like yeah. it, it yeah. like I, I was gonna lose a lot of teams anyway it sucks that cole turner didn't hit but the way we play the game the way we got to it gets you on Kyron. It could have, yeah. it didn't get me. It could have got you on Puka. It could have got you on more Ty Chandler. It could have got you on guys who, if you have right now, you're like so live to win $3 million or a million dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And like, you have to be willing to pay that tax and, and stick to that process and understand they're not all going to hit, but when they hit, it's a fucking grand slam every time. Jake Ferguson is an interesting one in that because he he went up in price but you know i think appropriately so and he's a guy that early drafters were do i take schoonmacher do i take ferguson i don't know do i maybe i just don't take anybody and you know identifying those spots so it doesn't have to be a running back but it probably should be i would say running back or tight end maybe weirdly a quarterback like maybe if there was an exciting mm -hmm. like we had a justin herbert remember he didn't start his rookie year and then he yep. comes in because Tyra Taylor, the doctor, 
injects a, <laughs> a shot into his lungs. Remember, it's and, craziness. And and now Tyrod's one of the healthy quarterbacks. Nobody's healthy at quarterback. Tyrod had <laughs> guys injecting him with needles and injuring yeah, him for the Chargers. Season. <laughs> what a mess. It's, I know. Unbelievable. So we get Justin Herbert, but we probably wouldn't have gotten him. But like in an alternate universe where Justin Herbert or the you know, the doctor screws up, screws over Tyra Taylor a little earlier, you know, then we would want to take Justin Herbert really aggressively in those, in those last drafts, because it's like, Hey, this rookie quarterback's going to start all year. And he's like a big guy and he can run a little bit and he's got a big arm and who knows, you know, and he, and he's going to start all year is the, is the, and he was not drafted all year, like appropriately not drafted. So if we yep. get a spot like that, again, we would want to attack it really aggressively. Um, the Kyron thing, you know, you you mentioned what his he was drafted in twenty percent of drafts, and he is seven percent represented in the final. Well, seven over twenty is thirty five, so that's that's one of the chalkiest players in the entire final, right? If if you think about um, what CD yeah. Lamb, you know, CD Lamb's at thirty three percent, so he but he was drafted a hundred percent of the time, so he his rate of drafted being drafted to getting a team to the finals actually lower than Kyron Williams. It's just that Kyron Williams was only wasn't drafted in 80% of drafts. And so he wasn't available to get any team to the final. Um, so, you know, in a sense, Kyron Williams is massive chalk, but he isn't because he didn't get drafted 80% of the time. And so now we get a huge chalk piece at low ownership, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's, that's, that's the advantage of, of drafting these players who weren't drafted in the, in the entire tournament and just being like more, I think it's almost, it's like hard to overstate how aggressive we want to be on those players where you really feel like you have the information. So I think that the tricky part about late round picks is that when you think about how do I advance through a 16 team final or sorry, 16 team uh, single elimination round in week 15 and again in week 16, and then how do I win a really big final 400 plus people in week 17. One of the easiest paths is to get big scores out of your, out of your last round picks, or at least scores that hit your lineup. Cause it's gonna be hard to get a fully healthy team through. It's gonna be hard to have all of your studs hit in the same week. So to get that is, is massive, but then, okay. You can then get yourself in a lot of trouble. I think if early in the summer, you're like, I know I need to hit home runs with my last round pick. So I'm going to take this, I'm going to take Zach Evans. He's he's an exciting young rookie. He's going to crush. I'm going to take Chase Brown. I'm going to take all of these extra, all of these dart throw rookies. They're all going to hit simultaneously for me. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hit like five home runs on total dart throws. Like I doubt it, man. I bet yeah. I, I bet you're you could maybe get one of those if you feel really strongly about him him having the role. But like the home runs didn't come from the player archetypes that we thought at that point because we have. <laughs> At that point of the draft, like we have such like a low correlation between like what we think about their talent versus what their talent actually is, because they probably have some pretty big red flags and like which of the red flags matter and which don't. Like we probably don't know, you know, like Kyron, my guess is that Kyron is like a super hard worker and a really good teammate and the coaches love him. Like I don't great know that. Pass but block, great pass blocker. Like great pass that, blocker. That's why yeah. I not not to not to uh, interrupt you, but like those little things that I'm not saying you or I or even people listening to this take for granted, but the market definitely takes for granted because you're like 
like Zach Evans, number one running back recruit out of high school. Like I know his odd career, but like a really efficient in college, you know, like you said, rookie, like that, those kinds of things you're like, Big, fast, strong, big time recruit. Like, yeah, sign me up. Kyron ran a four eight forty. Didn't play as a rookie. You're like, no, no. But like you said, others the other skills end up being the ones that that matter and, to the coaches. Yeah, and those shine through in that like consistent reports that this guy's going to play. Beat writers just insisting that this guy has a role. Coach talking him up all summer. And so when was I saying I should have? taken even more Chiron at the end of the summer when I had all the information. I don't yep. actually wish I took more May Chiron. I, I don't want to try to find May Chiron. I don't think I'm going to. I want to try to find May Puka. I want to try to find June Puka. That's that's the thing I think think I whipped on. I took too much Devontae Parker. I took too much Darius Slayton. Too much of those guys like where I was, I capitulated a little bit too much in the early months and 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 tried to hit too many singles as opposed because I was like, I don't think I can hit the running back home runs and I Still don't really think I can, but I think I can probably hit some more wide receiver home runs. And again, I probably not probably isn't a Puka in next year's class, but maybe there's a Josh Downs, and yeah. a Josh Downs is still maybe there's a Jaden Reed, you know, who who's healthy in tank. the final weeks, tank you know, yep. a Tank Dell, like, and and yeah, the health goes against you there, but like those process wise are clearly smashes. And we had a comment last week saying, "You think Tank Dell's a good pick? He got hurt." Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's how you're going to play. You don't, don't take the guys that are going to get hurt in week 16. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think process wise, obviously, obviously those are the guys that we want to be looking for in the in future. Right. And so uh, that's, that's something I want to be more aggressive on in trying to find, because it's sort of like the thing I think all of these archetypes have in common is like, they're going to play. And then it's just making sure it's like, they're going to play, but when, and the rookie wide receivers and those handcuffed running backs, the when is more likely to be at the very end of the season when it matters mm-hmm. so, so, so much more. And that's really when you like your early round picks are to advance your your teams and your late round picks are to win you all the money is one yeah. is one way to think about it. And to win you all the money, they need to be playing at the very end. And so your Devontae Parker is actually the least likely of those three by a, by a wide margin to be playing at the very, very end of the season because he stinks. So, you know, I, I'm open to taking some more of the Slayton, Devontae Parker types in the early drafts next year. The Robert Woods is, right? I mean, Robert Woods got like the – it's like the most beautiful run out. Like his quarterback's amazing and all the wide receivers get hurt. And I could <laughs> I could give a shit about – like if I had Robert Woods on a final team, which I don't because he hasn't done anything all season. But if I did, I'd be like, don't care. Like there's no – like he's useless. So, you know, that's the that's the risk of trying to hit the single is that you you might just, you know, ground out uh, yeah. with Robert Woods. But I, I think it's there's bunting. some value to it. It's just if, if, if this were money ball, it's bunting. They never bunt. It's bunting. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never, ever, ever, ever bunt. Doesn't I think matter. you can you can bunt. You can bunt. But just don't bunt as much as I bunted in June <laughs> this year. I bunted way too much. I tweeted about Robert Woods. That's don't, don't bunting, tweet about bunting. If Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't tweet. That's like don't tweet your bomb to uh finals yeah. team. Don't tweet your bunts. Uh see, I learned. Uh, I learned. I tweet about Robert Woods and then I quietly <laughs> advanced in the palm too. Okay. I'm growing. You better be Billy fucking <laughs> Hamilton if you're you know, Deion Sanders. If you're gonna bunt, you better be Deion. Run a four two forty if you're gonna <laughs> don't, this don't, is not the Deion Sanders of bunts. Yeah, this don't this is Robert don't, Woods coming up an ACL. Don't be David Ortiz and bunt 
and tweet about it. Like, let's just <laughs> the, the, just say that. But um, uh, I, I'm I'm going to use one of our fun catchphrases to start to wrap up. Uh, but I, I'm actually being serious because we, we both have to we both have to get out of here. But um, so we got a billion games over the course of this weekend. The Super Bowl of the best ball season is uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night. For anyone that doesn't know, maybe isn't following Super Duper closely, uh, A, I'll put a link <clears throat> to the, the tournament database that we're putting together, which has uh, all the ownership from the tournaments that we have thus far. It, of course, has the two big ones, Best Ball Mania and the DraftKings Millie Maker. You can see every player's individual ownership. You can search for players and see how owned other players are with them. You can see quarterback stacks and all sorts of fun stuff. Just check it out. Yeah, I, I it's stayed open on my screen <laughs> over over here next to me since we uh, launched it. It is it is very fun. Um, but if you've taken a look at that, even without like looking through your pods, you probably could have figured it out looking through your pods. Um, outside of Amari Cooper and outside of Christian McCaffrey. Basically, every chalk piece is in the Lions-Cowboys game tomorrow. Much more so on the Lions side, but CeeDee Lamb uh, is also kind of involved in that. And so um, I just wanted to see what you're – you have CeeDee and Amon Ra. I have Amon Ra and Laporta. I think you have uh, several different pieces in in that game. I have both sides of this coin where I have that super duper chalk game, but I do of course have some pieces that I'm excited about that are lower owned. I'm actually really excited for Lamar. I know that the quarterback's probably not going to win me everything, but like, I don't know, 4% Lamar versus 35% Jared Goff feels, feels totally fine heading into a finals weekend. But on DraftKings, I don't have a single person in the lions Cowboys game. So I may pull a you and not watch. Uh, I'll, I'll get somebody to record, you know, like a fucking baseball podcast with me or something during that time. I don't want to, I don't think I want to sweat that one out, but it's the super bowl for everybody that's here, whether you have guys in that game or not. And then we have, you know, obviously a billion games on Sunday. How, just like, how are you kind of processing? What are your expectations for the weekend? Um, of course, anybody can fail and anybody and anybody can pop off. But, you know, you do the walkthrough every week and obviously analyze this game week to week. What are your kind of expectations, you know, for the weekend, uh, specifically as it's framed towards some of the best ball ownership? Yeah, I mean, so just just as a little aside, I'm uh, I'm actually going to a concert tomorrow. And uh, oh gosh, uh, Brittany has a bunch of a bunch of her family in town and we're going to the show with some friends and, and uh, her sister and, and brother and uh, cousin are all visiting and stuff. And so we're like all going to be at the show. And I was like, Oh, that's fine because um, you know, it's a show. And so it'll be late and football starts early in California, you know? And so I'm like, this is fine, <laughs> you know? And so it turns out the shows are like four. <laughs> so it's like, like literally, the literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as as the game's starting, so I I don't know, man, but I think I'm gonna be watching it on my phone if I've got service. I think I'm I think I like it's the it's the game like all my players are in, like and it's the first Literally. game when like if things if good things happen I can like really start to dream, and if bad things happen I can tell myself a Geno story. Like yeah, exactly, I just kind of want to exactly. know what's going on as it happens. So I think I'm gonna have my phone out for that, um, but we'll see because I don't want to like. I also like socially, I have to like weigh how much I can, I'm going to have to feel it out. Like how much can I get away with having my phone out? For sure. 
<laughs> Every, everybody well, else is everybody else has their phone yeah. at, at, do this actually you know people put their phone up with the the flashlight <laughs> and stuff to do that you just have the the whatever espn broadcast off, <laughs> that's really good <laughs> everybody yeah. else has flashlights green's got jared goff throwing to sam laporta on his let's screen. go dude let's go that's what i want to see <laughs> um, i'm hoping for actually golf to laporta when i look at that that game and Amra. i mean i think you know you tell that my analysis of that game may have been slightly skewed by my need of <laughs> of, of those guys specifically but i'm like hey man he's got to get the ball out quick that's good for laporta and Amra. um you know, so I think they're set up pretty well. I think CD's set up amazingly well. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping for one of the two tight ends. I need one of the two. If like one of those two tight ends goes nuts, then I'm feeling really, really good. I almost like don't care. Like it would be nice if Laporta also brought along Goff if he's the one who goes nuts. But like, if I just get one amazing tight end score that out of that game, then I think I'm pretty happy. It's obviously then then it's like Gino or bust for me, but that's, I think that's an okay place to be in. Cause it's, he's, he's not high owned in the final it's and fine. I have him and double stacked with. Yeah. You, and you also have outs to just quarterback, not, not being, I don't want to say not mattering, but like Gino gets you 25, the highest scores 28. Who gives a shit? Right. Right. So yeah, I have, I have Montgomery and so he's leverage, but I was looking at your tool and he's like, not, he's like tied to a lot of, off teams and stuff so that's the problem with that game i would love to i i think that the leverage is like just shitty pieces that you just like don't really really yeah. want honestly um michael gallup and stuff like that it's because right. everybody for whatever you know i mean I we have the perfect actually. it's the <laughs> it's the perfect good luck it's the perfect <laughs> uh like a uh, combination of like both of these teams smashed the whole season like they were two of the best offenses at the best prices uh, and a lot of them happen, right? CD and Amonra lined up, you know, other than Tony Pollard, basically everybody on both these teams has been reasonably good, um, at, at varying levels. And so it's just like this, that everything all came together for them to be all chalked together, you know, which is yeah. like unfortunate yeah. for the week 17 thing, but also kind of fortunate because it's the best game. It's the best game. I know it, it is interesting. Yeah. I feel a lot better about it. Having the breeze score. Not that breeze is like. Brees didn't get to like, oh, you got to have Brees. Like you, the winner may or may not have Brees, but they certainly yeah. could have Brees. Um, and Easily. so you feel much better, I think, about a chalk game going off if you have. I mean, Brees is also chalk, but it's like at least I'm in a good spot where one of my important players had a good game. Um, I think it just all, it comes down to, this team comes down ultimately, you know, so many things have to go right, but how do Kyron Williams and Michael Pittman do? I think is uh, oh, and the two white and the two Seattle wide receivers, Lockett and, and JSN. Um, but like, if the Detroit game goes off, and you know the the Pittman, the JSN, Lockett, and um, Gal or not Gallup, um, Kyron pieces don't go off, then it doesn't. You know, it'll be someone else with the the chalks uh, stack, not me. Yeah, that's that's always the the difficult thing to try to you know as as everything and I got to stop using this phrase, but that that needle you're trying to thread is is tough, and that's just how it is in in week seventeen, right? I will just add for me as someone um, 
ultimately, like if you're out there and you're like me, you don't have that game. Like I said, my DraftKings team, which is the one I'm very much so most excited about, doesn't have a single player in that game, um, which both is very fun and very terrible. Like, I mean, it's fun because I know everybody else has it. And so other, like, I'm also not a fool to think like other people aren't going to get good, big, like big games are coming from, from that game. It's just like a, a certainty, but it's so long as it doesn't like everybody doesn't come along for the ride. Right. You know, like th- th- I have outs to win so long as like, it's not golf for 35 and I'm on raw for 35 and Laporte. I have that game season. stacked up like a ton of ways. I do have Gallup on the team. I just checked. So I've seen Gallup <laughs> Ferguson, Goff, Montgomery, uh, and Am- Amon Ra and Laporta. And I'm I'm nervous about not having Dak. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh no, what if it goes Dak off projects, too much? Yeah, Dak's in a better spot and projects better He's than in golf, a better spot. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And see that you're yeah, that's the, my biggest out of anything on the week. Though, like, look, I, I, the Lions are mega mega chalk, and, and someone is going to have a big game, if not multiple. I'm certainly terrified of of not having that. My biggest fear of the whole weekend is I don't have CD Lamb. Easily the biggest fear uh, of the whole weekend. So if you're out there and you're like me and you don't have CD lamb, we're going to be holding hands together tomorrow and pray, praying. We're going to be holding our phone up like green <laughs> and praying to the best ball gods that uh, CD like, dude, I don't care. Have a, he's going to have a good game. Just no 40 balls, please. <laughs> like yeah. 25. It's fine. The 40, uh, not, not so good. Um, I'll just run super duper quickly for, for the folks. And then we'll get out of here. Cause I know we got to go. If you are, you know, looking for things to sort of root for, I think feel like like my DraftKings team is one of those that's like a very peculiar team <clears throat> that can shine a light on the random shit that we're rooting for. Like I said, so I had Brees, uh, CMC, and Kyron are for sure. Like I would, they have been assumed to slot into my lineup. The, I have Chase Brown and Tank Bigsby is my other two running backs on that team. So obviously, you know, I'm not expecting them to outscore. Those other guys, I am missing Jalen Waddle, and uh, I think you mentioned this. I don't know when 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 I heard. I have both Buffalo tight ends on this team. Don't know why I did that. I'll Dude, I almost advanced you. the team. I keep saying I almost. It's one team, and I almost advanced it with that. If Ayuk the pass interference, if if he were to catch that touchdown, that team advances as well. And it's Josh Allen with both Buffalo tight ends, and I would have had to eat so much goddamn crow with Liam. <laughs> Who I told I went on his show and repeatedly told not to do that, and then I guess he got in my head a little bit, and I did it. But then, <laughs> listen, jokes on me because it serves me right, frankly, for doing something that was very, very stupid. Just the stupidest fucking thing you can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm not tilted. Don't think I'm tilted. Um, that I didn't get in because I didn't score any tight end points. I had Hunter Henry who gets hurt, and then I've got the two Buffalo tight ends who cannibalize each other, and literally. <laughs> with with like a tight end touchdown, that team advances, and I couldn't get there because I because I bet against myself by taking the other tight end when I'd already taken a tight end. Just follow your own advice, Pat. Yeah, you I put think. Trey McBride on there or something, and it moves on. Just absolutely. oh, if I put Trey McBride on there, I'm I'm through easily. Oh, that's a good. That's my also my favorite quote. I'm not tilting. Don't tell me that I'm tilting. <laughs> don't mind. Don't mind that I'm tilting. But anyway. Uh, we all are trying to create the paths that we have to to first yeah. place. And um, mine is, like I said, Brees did his thing. CMC and Kyron got to do their thing. And Kittle 
has to do his thing. And then, then, then we, we pray, we pray to the gods. Like you said, Seattle is probably on both teams. I have Metcalf on both teams. Uh, so I am a, I know we tweaked this back yesterday, but that motherfucker misses practice so much. I'm, I'm currently not worried about it, but uh, DK Metcalf, 3% on DraftKings. So I'll, I'll take that. Drake London, 5% on DraftKings. Rashad, Rashad Bateman, uh, redacted, uh, redacted 5%. Uh, Zay Flowers, 9%. Jacoby Myers, 9%. So I need three scores. Fellas, give me three, give me three, you know, if if all those running backs go off and Kittle goes off, like I said, I'll take my chances with three good scores from those wide receivers, and we'll and we'll see how it goes. Similar to you, um, yeah. If we're your pitching con- the people on rooting for us. I, listen, I know I'm not the 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 number one choice for a lot of people no. to win. But on Tuesday but, night, uh, Rob and I did a show where we said like three times, like as long as Kareem doesn't win, we're good. <laughs> but just listen, I promise to get better toppings next year. <laughs> That's my promise to the people. <laughs> God damn it. That gets me. It still gets me. Still get, we're 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 almost into 2024 and that shit still still gets me um every time. But yeah, huge pizza party. If either <laughs> one of Kareem or I or I win. Um as much little Caesars as you guys can eat, it will be available <laughs> to to everyone. But come on, root for me. Oh, you're not a big uh, Seattle fan? Tough shit. Do you like Little Caesars? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, obviously, uh, we're we're getting to silly season, but this is a lot of fun. Hopefully, everybody has a fun week 17. If you and honestly, the other thing, and kind of you know, we're we're wrapped up in the week 17 uh, sweat and all that. If you haven't, if you if you didn't get there, like I know some of the sharpest people in this whole space that didn't get yeah. that, that 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 didn't yeah. get to a, a single week 17 team then they drafted hundreds of teams it's fucking hard man it's it's really really hard you need a lot of good luck like like you said uh, I, I won't go on the, the long tangent but like i didn't like george pickens over the summer his name probably ne- we did hours and hours of shows together i bet you george i bet you i never once uttered george pickens name the whole summer and the time that, that we recorded he just so happened to be on the team and he's the reason i'm in the best ball mini finals yeah. right yeah. like yeah. it's it just is what it is and um don't feel down we got lots more best ball contests to draft and preset at the top playoff best ball is coming playoff and i ball. promise i promise you you'll enjoy some playoff best ball because uh it's also refreshing because it's very different than the regular season best ball so we'll definitely be getting into that sometime soon i know pat's gotta go i gotta run um, we'll try to get together, I think for something for, for playoff best ball. If either of us win millions more, um, may never see us again. You'll never see Pat again. Cause he's going to have so much money. It doesn't even, you know, I think none of the shit see me, but none of listen, the- after I win, I think that was my chance last year and here I am. So <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. Five million is a little more than two though, but, uh, we'll, we'll, well, we might not see him for a few months over. I next. might take a few months. Off. Yeah. <laughs> But everybody enjoy uh, or enjoy or get away from the TV tomorrow night, depending upon what your team looks like. Enjoy week 17. We'll see you guys in a little bit uh, and be back for some playoff best ball. Peace. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? 
you turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there, you can draft with us. You wanna stay up to date, that's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week.